Hello, everybody. I'm Val Pancakes, and joining me tonight on The Stack, I have Donnie Pepper Cricket. He's held titles all over the Midwest and beyond and has been inducted into the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Please welcome Donnie Pepper Cricket. Thank you very much, Val. Great to be here. And not to short sell it because I don't want anyone, just in case anyone in Central Iowa is watching, I'm also in the Central Empire Wrestling Hall of Fame as well. I was actually their first inductee. The initial inductee into the Central Empire Wrestling Hall of Fame in Iowa. That is correct. See, he's in Hall of Fames. I don't even want to know. You probably don't know. How many titles have you held? Ironically enough, probably not as many as you would think for as long as I've been doing this. But I've held my I've held my fair share. Um, PWP Rising Phoenix Champion, Magnum Pro Tag Champion multiple times, um, PWP Heavyweight Champion, Central Empire Wrestling Tag Team Champion, Heavyweight Champion, 3XW, uh, Tinsel Champion, which is uh, a Chris Manning. He hooked me up with that one, so thanks, Chris Manning. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, then I'm sure a bunch more. Oh, the the Wham Wrestling Alliance Midwest. Uh, there was like their uh, mid card title. I don't remember the name of it, but the Mid America title. That's what it was. So, how long have you been wrestling? Um, if we were to age my wrestling career, it would be legal to drink alcohol this year. So, twenty one years. That is a lengthy career, and you're still kicking. Like, you still I, have shows. I, mean, I like to think I am. <laughs> I'm usually so, getting kicked, but either way. <laughs> I mean, that's par for the course, right? Exactly. <laughs> I knew what I signed up for. <laughs> so, what was a young Donnie Pepper Cricket like? Um fairly the same as I am now uh still very much uh kind of a shy quiet quiet or shy quiet guy till I actually got to know people and then kind of open up a little bit more um early on in my wrestling career obviously though I was not as outgoing with the character that I do which being you know obviously Donnie Pepper Cricket um it was very much just kind of Hey, go out, slap hands, slap hands. Okay, wrestle. You know, and then forget <laughs> about the fans. Now, if I don't involve the fans in the match, nine times out of ten, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I've seen your matches, and the fans will involve themselves. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your first exposure to wrestling? Um, My first exposure to wrestling was with my uh, grandfather and my uncle, uh, actually introducing me to WWF and WCW wrestling on like the Saturday night main event and uh, the Sunday, um, the little Sunday programming that uh, WCW used to have on TBS. But I mean, they're the ones who pretty much kind of started it all. And then it really took off when my grandmother bought me my first wrestling magazine. Uh, in 1990 it was actually the wwf wrestling magazine from 19 january 1990 with jake the snake roberts on the cover do you still have it i'm sure if i looked i probably have it somewhere but uh, uh a 
former lady friend of mine took ended up with a lot of stuff when I moved uh, for storage reasons, and then I never got it back. So it could be there. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. interesting. I, I lost quite a bit of action, quite a few action figures too in that one. <gasps> you would have thought it What's... was an actual divorce. Like I, I, you would have thought I went through an actual divorce, and I didn't even marry this girl. <laughs> So what was one of your favorite action figures then growing up? Um, probably or now? Be, uh, it would definitely probably have to be, like, as a kid, my favorite action figures were, like, the like the hard rubber one, or not not even, like, the hard plastic ones, like, that WCW came out with, like, of Sting, Lex Luger, Arn Anderson, um, Ric Flair, the Steiner Brothers, Doom. Yeah, those are, those are really cool. And do you still have those, or did they lost to time? Uh, I have some of them. They've been uh, they've been confiscated by my <laughs> young, my, my younger two, <laughs> but they're still around. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your wrestling inspiration, or who were some of your favorite wrestlers growing up? Um, growing up. Uh, I would have to say, like, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Sting, uh, the Road Warriors, Demolition. I mean, I went to, uh, I actually dressed up as Demolition Axe for Halloween one year in elementary school. <laughs> they faked everything. Are there yeah, photos? I, I, I don't think there are photos. That's the sad part. And I and I even had like the 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 leather stuff, which I later would come to find out that it was you know more BDSM stuff that I probably had no idea about. But hey, I guess I was open as a kid. <laughs> I'm not shaming anybody who's into that stuff, but it's it, you know nowadays it's not my cup of tea. You know, you experimented early, and now you're done. <laughs> So how did you decide to pursue wrestling? Um, honestly, ever since I was a little kid, it was like once I saw it, I was immediately hooked. Like other kids, you know, when I was growing up, you know, they'd go around the class and say, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a police officer. I want to be, you know, a pilot. I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I mean, I got in trouble because I was practicing the rockers exit from the ring at my at one of my at my dad's mom's house, my other grandmother, and we bent the fence when we were doing it. So I got in trouble for that one. <laughs> so how did you decide where to train and what was your first bump like? Um, so I was actually originally go after I graduated high school. Uh, House of Hardcore was actually up and running, and I was going to head out east, but um, the Omaha Wrestling Association, which was ran by Maury Swanger, and the coaches at the time were uh, Jeffrey Linscott, who wrestled as Austin Storm. He was trained out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, popped up, like, literally the summer after I graduated. And so I went down, I checked it out, and I, I started training there. Um, my first bump wasn't actually that bad. It was my bumps after I took some time off from training and then coming back because I forgot to tuck my chin and smack my, smack my noggin. <laughs> 
Uf. Yeah, no bueno. <laughs> so, what are your, like, future plans and dreams and what keeps you going? Like, either in wrestling, in life, or both? Um, honestly, like, I still enjoy what I do. Like, the fact that I can go out there and entertain a crowd and it's, I mean, it's, it's almost kind of like a drug, like everybody says, you know, I don't, I don't owe, or wrestling doesn't owe me anything. I owe quite a bit to wrestling. I owe, uh, the life that I have. I owe the friends that I've made to wrestling. Um, I have friends that I have from wrestling longer than I have from like high school. And when I was younger, like I keep in touch with those people more, even when, even though they don't wrestle anymore, I keep in touch with them more than I do like friends from high school. So what has been the greatest, like what has been your greatest achievement in wrestling? It can be like a title or a specific match or opponent or um, anything you want it to be. Greatest achievement would be uh, having my mother present when I was inducted into the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Aww. She, uh, she's always been a big supporter of me. Um, my dad, not so much, but he's also the realist. Like, well, I don't want to be there and you try and do something, you know, reckless and then you get hurt. And then, you know, I don't want to see that. My mom's seen me bloody. She's seen me in cage matches. Uh, she's a trooper, you know, she put up with a lot. And then what has been your greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? Um, Self-promotion. That would honestly probably be my greatest obstacle that I have, and I'm still trying to overcome that especially with the world, you know, shutting down last year. And I was like, you know, that's going to be my year and so on and so forth. Like everybody else, I think that, you know, it, maybe it was a sign that maybe I should have stopped last year. I don't know, but I'm still here. <laughs> so, um, but no, I'm, I'm trying to be, uh, I have plenty of people in my corner and that's, that's, that's an awesome thing to say. And especially in this business when it's kind of a, sometimes it's an all for one and one for me you know, type scenario, but I do have a lot of people that support me and I need to be my own biggest supporter as much as I support other people. So, um, we were talking a little bit before we hopped on air. Um, I am calling you Donnie Pepper Cricket, but I know that you've had many names over the years. Some it's, it's you gave Mexican yourself. Stereotype. It's a Mexican stereotype. I, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> please, some, please, ice, don't come looking for me. <laughs> some that you've given yourself and some that you've gotten um, through other means. So if you could share some of your favorite names that you've been called. Um, I have been called uh, Brandon Juarez. I've been called Donnie Romero. I've been called Bandito Slim. Uh, I've been called Sancho. I've been called 
uh, Donnie Peppercorn in Arkansas. Um, yeah, I've I've been called a girl. <laughs> I've been called ma'am. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, those are just those are just some of the nice names that I've been called. And throughout your 21 year long career, um, I know that you work here in the Omaha area, but what have been some of your other favorite places that you've worked or promotions? Um, uh, PPW out in Hazleton, Pennsylvania was a really fun time. I got to wrestle this guy, uh, Too Hot Steve Scott. Some of you may know he's actually kind of made his resurgence. He kind of went on a little bit of hiatus. I was his last match prior to him, like, revamping up his career, uh, which, good on him. Dude is great. I loved working with him. Uh, I've been to, I mean, all over Kansas, Iowa. Uh, one of my favorite moments, I was hung in Texas. Like, a guy, they wanted this guy to be this big monster. And so the, he took a garden hose. And, it, and in the, the venue, it had, like, those rafters where, like, you could, like, the, that had the little, little, like, triangle beams and everything. Threw, threw the hose through that, wrapped it around my neck, pulled it up, hung me. I was, like, literally, my feet were, like, dangling like that on the mat. Good time. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good time. That uh, sounds yeah. terrifying. Um, I mean, I got to wrestle at uh, the Gathering of the Juggalos. I got to, uh, me, myself, and uh, Ian Rotten got to take on Too Tough Tony and Corporal Robinson in a Taipei deathmatch. Um, I actually got to wrestle Ian Rotten and Insane Lane at uh, Double Death for IWA Mid-South. Fans bring the weapons match. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, with you wrestling... A number of places um how how do you feel about road trips how do you handle road trips i usually drive you know that <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know that because um we went on a road trip to texas <laughs> we did um not the same one that i got hung on though that would no, have been different, a different two different times two different times right <laughs> um but no uh Lately, we got to, with uh, being here in the Omaha area, uh, for those that are around the area have heard or know about the Magnum Pro Wrestle Shop, we have a lot of young up-and-coming guys that have been coming through training, kind of like building, starting to build their own brand, and with them wanting to get out on the road, um, they've kind of taken the helm of driving and so on and so forth, so I actually kind of get to relax, but um it's fun like you just i mean you spend hours just shooting the shit about random things or nothing at all sometimes but i mean you know you know or in our our case to our instance in the trip to texas you end up almost getting your chichis burned off oh man do you want to tell that or should i um about the time perverse roles i want you to tell that (laughs) You want me to tell the time we about when we went to Texas and um, shitbag wrestler who shall not be named <laughs> um, threw a cigarette out the window, 
somehow came back in, landed on me when I was dead asleep. I woke up like screaming and crying in pain and not really sure why, because I didn't know that there was a lit cigarette just burning through my shirt. And I'm really mad about it because that was my favorite sweatshirt and now it has burn holes in it. Well, I'm sorry. I still wear it all the time. Sorry about the burn holes, but it was in and in the moment, it sucks because as I like I said, I'm the driver. As I'm driving, I'm sitting here like, what what's going on? What's what happened? What happened? And I'm like <laughs> and then you finally found it and got rid of it. So I'm glad that you were at least safe after the fact, after we figured out what was going on. But now we can look back and laugh at it because it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine what that looked like to you guys. Because I am like, I'm dead asleep for sure. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm just like, I'm in pain. I'm still half asleep. I have no idea why I hurt. <laughs> no, it's because there's just a, you know, cigarette just burning on me. No big deal. Oh, well. He, wasn't he in the backseat too? I feel like he was. Maybe I don't remember. I don't. Rem I honestly don't remember if he was in the back with me or was. Were you? Because you were driving. Danny must have been up front with you. He had to have yeah, been in the back she, with me. Yeah, and then like the, that's how I don't like. Did it go around the car and come back in your window or her window? <laughs> Just boomerang. Yeah, like that was a magical cigarette. When maybe he just threw it on me for fun. Who knows? He's an asshole. But <laughs> so um, with that, uh, you're up for road trips. Um, I know that you have to have some absolute banging road stories and travel stories and wrestling stories. Um, you don't go to the gathering and not come back with something cool to tell me. Oh, um, that was, that was an interesting year. That was the year, the year I went to the gathering, uh, Tila Tequila had a brick thrown at her. Ron Jeremy was there. Uh, Gallagher was there and actually he was able to get my picture taken with Gallagher. And for all you kids out there who don't know who he is, Google him. He's worth the watch. Man runs around with a giant sledgehammer and smashes watermelons. It's hilarious. I know it doesn't sound that funny, but under the context, when you watch it, it's funny. Um, and there was this place, because uh, at the time, I know it's changed location since then, but at the time, it was at Cave and Rock, Illinois. And there was this place called the Drug Bridge. And uh, I'll backtrack to a story about Jamie Dundee and Sabu, but... Um, there's this place called the drug bridge and I didn't, I did not partake in said drugs, but just walking around in that area. And there was this one guy that I always, and, and like, because the way he was doing it, I just thought it was hilarious walking around there going fake pot, fake pot for sale. Nobody wants to buy the real shit. I might as well sell the fake shit. And I'm just like, what the, what, what? Fake pot? I mean, apparently, like, he, he must have, like, had, like, the high dollar amount of, of weed, forgetting that, you know, like, not like a lot premium of weed. <laughs> like, most people come to that stuff usually already pretty much, you know, 
whether they're they're either drunk, they're high, you know, they're are they pregame. They pregame well. <laughs> they didn't they don't bring a lot gathering. of they don't bring a lot of money because they usually because it's like, I mean, Woodstock for clowns. That's like the best <laughs> example. You know, um what's the uh what's the what's the uh, punk rock festival now? Um warp. It's it's like warp, it's like a warp tour for clowns. That's like that was like one of the best descriptions anybody gave me. Um, but it was funny because uh, Jamie Dundee, who was a part of a tag team in WCW called PG-13 uh, back in the day, just kept messing with Sabu. And he just, Sabu was getting to the point to where he was just ready to beat the piss out of him. And he's like, somebody get this guy away, away from me before I fuck him up. Pardon my language. I'm, I apologize. Oh, no, you're fine. You're okay. You're okay. No, no, no. I, I know, but like the Donnie Pepper Cricket character doesn't normally swear too much. You know that. So <laughs> it's when, when I get in these kind of instances, like I feel bad using that adult language. So right now we're talking to Brendan Juarez. <laughs> Actually, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was just, and then they were doing like a Q&A with Sabu and Jamie Dundee just kept messing with him, kept, hey, Sabu, remember this? <laughs> Sabu's just sitting there going like. I'm, and I'm just sitting there trying, like all the boys are laughing because they, they keep putting, they keep telling him to do, to ask questions and do this stuff, this, that, and the other. And Sabu's just like, I'm going to kill all of you. I'm just gonna I'm gonna kill all you guys. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Yeah, I don't want to get on the wrong side of Sabu under literally any circumstances. I actually there was um another time Sabu had been uh this was at IWM at South this time, and he was actually getting ready to work uh, Mustafa Ali. And right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, but uh, okay. <laughs> Um, and Mustafa Ali, he was still very young and at this time when he was working Sabu and he's like, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to do, you know, do you want to do this, 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 this? Sabu's like, oh no, we're going to keep it simple. Sabu had his work boots on. He was doing all the things, the triple jump moonsault, everything. Like he, like, and this dude had, this dude looked like he was like sleep deprived. He, Cause he said he came back from like a three day tour of Mexico. And then came to IWA, so he did some partying to say the least. <laughs> had had a good time, did he? Oh yes. And then and then came and put on that show that he, I mean, like Sabu does. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I get the more I think about it, like I just like these random stories, uh, like piggybacking off of uh, Mr. Jason Strife. Yes, friend um, of the show, Jason Strife. Yes. We were in, I don't remember the name of the town in Wisconsin, but we were at the show. It was Carmine Despirito was promoting his last show there in town. Um, he had uh, Kira Tozawa there um, and like a couple other names, or I think it was Tozawa, either way. Um, Strife got a, got a call. And in the middle of like a downtown area in Wisconsin, there's a daycare right next to a porno store. 
the the not so happy Jason Strife at the moment yelling and screaming into his phone in the late evening of the night. People were literally going across the street and walking on the other side of the street because they didn't want any piece of that little boy. <laughs> I wonder and if I say, and crazy. I say little because at that time he was much he was he was a much slender man back then when that happened. But yeah, <laughs> it was it was hilarious. <laughs> now, I mean, like at the time, again, not funny, but now it's hilarious. <laughs> so I know that you have been in. Like, do you do you know how many matches you've had? Like, have do you, have you ever taken the time to like figure it out? So do you keep uh, track? The last two, now going on three years, I actually started documenting my matches because I was like, you know, I wonder how many matches I've had. Um, I mean, if we're counting, like, actual matches, matches, I've probably had... Yeah. Quite a few. <laughs> like, I, I know that's not the answer you're looking for, but like, because I can't pinpoint a number, but there's been a lot. Um, and then, you know, then not to mention the times where uh, I had to work twice, you know, whether it be as the same persona or a different individual. <laughs> um, what's What sucks is there was one time I was wrestling in Hoisington, Kansas, and I was first and third. Oh. I wrestled first as Donnie Pepper Cricket, and then I had to go back, change, and uh, this. Oh, that was another name. I wrestled as the Spanish Assassin, and it was the middle of June, no AC in the building. By the time we were getting ready to go home, I, I, the, the, the guy's finisher was the Alabama Slam. He whipped me off the ropes, and I'm literally just like, <laughs> slowly sauntering over to him. I was, I was like, oh god, <laughs> I'm done. So what? Like, I know you've had several different types of matches, like. Like, what are some of your most memorable, like, types of matches you've had? Um, honestly, like, two of my, two of my most memorable matches both involve Jason Strife. Um, Jason Strife and I had the first ever life match, which I know you said you were showing some friends. Uh, for those that are, like, a life match, what is that? Um... It's basically instead of thumbtacks and barbed wire, it's pool noodles and gummy bears. Like that's that's the best description I can give. <laughs> um, and one of the best things about the match that I had with Jason Strife, and he had no prior knowledge to it, is I had a red sharpie in my pocket, and I got him tied up in the ropes, and I take the marker out and I just start scribbling on his head, and I go, "Look, he's got color. I win, right?" First blood, yes, no, no, okay. 
and we kept wrestling. And the best part was, is we were wrestling the whole time to the instrumental version of Natural Born Killers. <laughs> and that was back in the Eagles Hall, yeah? Yes, it was. Eagles. In the low boy days. <laughs> that's right. That's when I started going to Magnum. Was... And that's when, that's when the crowd got that much better. You're right. most of the other people were like didn't know what to make of it they're just kind of like oh alcohol and wrestling okay you you and danny at least had some knowledge so you were like (laughs) okay yeah no i know i know what's going on here yeah yeah boo that guy cheer that guy you know um man those ego shows were a trip oh they were i miss ray hogan i do i was thinking about him the other day like is he still alive (laughs) I I think that's a question for Jason Strife. I think he needs to run a run an Eagles Club show and figure out if and Ray Hogan be the special guest main event. <laughs> <laughs> he could be the rep. I might hit up Jason Strife after the stream and, and ask him if he knows if Ray Hogan is still alive. <laughs> um, but the other match, and I know this camera angle might or might not do me justice, but I'm not exactly. A slender man. Um, You're slender man. <laughs> I wish. I could probably. I probably have better stories. <laughs> um, but I went thirty plus minutes with Jason Strife in a thirty-minute Iron Man match, and honestly, like that—that that was another one of those accomplishments where it's like, you know what? Everybody sits there and says, "Oh, I could do that. I could do that." You know, I actually went and did it. Yeah, I wouldn't try to have a 30-minute Iron Man match with Jason Strife. The funny thing was, is after the match, he was more blown up than I was. <laughs> to be I'll fair, he wasn't feeling well, so he was he was a little congested. <laughs> All that conditioning that you do. <laughs> Chasing small children? Yeah, okay, I guess that's conditioning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So um, I know that, so you've done the life match, you've done the 30-minute Ironman match. I know you you said earlier you've done a cage match, um, and I believe you did a casket match? I have. I have done a uh, first one here in the Midwest that I know of, at least on the independent level. Um, myself and my now former tag partner, uh, Coldstone Tim Boston, uh, yeah. That was actually the same match where he got powerbombed on a uh, bed of ice cream cones. <laughs> everyone's everyone's all about them better nails. Tim Boston's about them ice cream cones. Well, you know, nails not as fun they, as ice cream cones. They were they were the cheap kind, so I guarantee those hurt a lot better, a lot worse than the nails. <laughs> the shards of cone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, speaking of, I guess, different matches and being on the road, what is your favorite city to wrestle in? Oh. I don't know. Like, new cities, basically. Like, it's one thing when you've been established in an area and you, you know, you, you got your key demographic of people that you know will boo you cheer you act accordingly however it may be um but to go out in front of a new crowd 
and try to get them either to cheer you or boo you is is a great feeling um actually since now that i'm kind of thinking about it and i see that grin on your face um the texas trip because they wanted me to work heel and i came out and i did exactly that and within minutes those people were booing the bejesus out of me and then my favorite part was the fact that uh sir mo from men on a mission was there bobby horn he was in attendance because uh, i believe it was their ring that they were he was his ring that they were using i think and he was sitting in the corner he's on his phone kind of really not paying attention to the show um i come out there and there was a lady there who was there the night prior and i had called her uh she was wearing a camo shirt and said you can't handle this babe and i told her it was more like babe pig in the city i come back the next day and i and i said i apologize for calling you a pig that was rude of me i should have called you an elephant because an elephant never forgets and you managed to find your way back here today and as loud as she can fuck you motherfucker <laughs> Sir Mo, who was on, like I said, on his phone, sitting in the corner, <laughs> just astounded at this woman's reaction to what I said to her. And I even tried. I'm like, lady, there are children present. Watch your language. No, fuck you. Okay. Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> so there are a lot of um, things about that Texas trip that were um <laughs> largely terrible but <laughs> i will say that it really did give me a new appreciation for you um by that point i had been watching you locally for like seven years and i i've only i'd only ever seen you work in front of people that already knew you right and seeing you work in front of people that had no idea who you were and you made them hate you in like four seconds was just like <laughs> oh like i get it now and the people that you worked with at that show um the other wrestlers uh, <laughs> um they like they were I, new they, they were green they were real green they were greener in your wall uh, <laughs> but you seeing you in the match and working with those people and trying to not just get yourself over because that would have been easy you were already people already hated you like you could have just worked your situation and screw you green kids but you took the time to try to make them better and um i think that they really appreciated that um based on a conversation i had with one of them after the fact but um to see that and to see you as a veteran wrestler not not in business for Donnie Pepper Cricket, but to make the show better and to make everybody better. Not everyone does that. And it's, I'm glad that you're my friend and that you're a cool guy and that you do those things. Well, thank you. And I mean, that's, that's just kind of, I, that's part of the way I was kind of brought in is that, you know, it's not always going to be all about you, you know, and you always want to leave wrestling better than you found it. And if I can't do that by helping, whether it be just 
giving a small suggestion of a mannerism or a, a easier transition to get into a different move or to just to a, a different way of idling or you know riling up the crowd than just saying shut up you know then I'm I'm doing a disservice to this business that I love and the disservice to the fans and to the people that are you know wanting that they say they want to get better you know I'm all about I mean there's probably a handful of students that here locally that I would say that I've helped um and you know I always try to make sure that they they're respectful that they are I know with the way the business has evolved and it's changed uh when I obviously when I broke in it was always you know mouth shut and your ears open you'll learn more and you know now people are like well a closed mouth doesn't get fed true but at the same time if you're not you know if you're not listening to what they're saying and you're just talking just to get yourself over instead of understanding the bigger picture and i know i'm using my hands a lot i'm a very visual guy oh no you're fine i talk with my hands all the time <laughs> um you know it's it's there's a grander scheme of things like yeah if you look like a million bucks but you can't help the guy you're in there with look near you know close to what you look like then you're not doing it right like if if somebody's a you know a horrible wrestler you're gonna sh you're gonna either help show that they're a horrible wrestler or you're gonna hide their weaknesses and kind of help emphasize their strengths I mean, I think that's the way it should be. I mean, like, yeah, I understand everybody says wrestling isn't for everybody, and they're right to a point. It's not for everybody, but at the same time, if you're going to be in it, then be in it and help. Don't just sit there and complain about it. Do something about it. Wise words from <laughs> someone that's for someone that's been around a minute. <laughs> I've, I've had at least two cups of coffee. <laughs> So when you're on the road, like going to a new city to wrestle, what, like, what is your road music? Like, what do you like to listen to on those long 12 hour car drives to Texas? Um, I'm very eclectic when it comes to my, uh, music. Sometimes, uh, you need something hard and heavy. Sometimes you need Whitney Houston, you know? Yeah, I I used to be a line cook, so the, and whenever I Will Always Love You, you'd have five, five to six grown men belting out Whitney Houston, and uh, you know, just the whole thing, you know? <laughs> so like those those things, you know, along with, you know, wrestling memories those are memories that i have and it always makes me think of those goofy times and those people that i like spent that with i'm glad that you quit early on the whitney houston because i didn't want to get dmca sorry 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 <laughs> so um what music do you see like hype for your matches like if you're before your match like how do you get hype for your matches um like it's it's weird like i i there's times where i don't use music and then there's times when 
depending on the, the, the match itself that I'll use uh, that I'll use songs to kind of get pumped up. Um, I mean, I've used for entrance music, I've used everything from like Billy Idol dancing with myself to a local band, Satchel Grande, put up a fuss. Um, I use quite a bit uh, Tom Jones' Sex Bomb, which actually not a lot of people know know this, but it's an ode to one of my trainers because he used to use it. Um, he was the Sex Bomb Marty Trotter. Um, dude dressed like, he, he looked like Wildfire Tommy Rich and dressed like Don Johnson. Like, the guy was great. Like, if he would have hung around, I think you would have been a fan. <laughs> um, but uh, I know one song that kind of like, because I'm a big guy, like, I'm a big, like, believer in songs that have meaning to the lyric. Like, the lyrics have to mean something to me. And I like using songs that have meaning to me. Um, I haven't used it as entrance music, uh, but... Um, the Bouncing Souls, uh, True Believer. Hmm. Sometimes, like, it just, just because the way it starts. Uh, I met some people along the way, some of them good, some of them stayed. Uh, some of them last, some of them fall, but good or bad, I love it all. I love them all. Yeah, there are definite parallels between being, like, a touring independent musician and being an independent wrestler that also tours, <laughs> like... And I think that maybe that's where that like correlation comes in. Yeah. So when you're on the road and you're like driving, say 12 hours to Texas, um, what is like, what are your road snacks? Like, what are you munching on? I'm usually not much of a, like a, a snacker as much as I'm a drinker. Um, which I know you know this, and if they're <laughs> listening, Rockstar Fruit Punch Energy Drinks, I'd like a, I'd like a sponsorship. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, I know they're horrible for me, but so is wrestling in general, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, cause that, that, the, the, the food will more or less make me, make me get sleepy. So if I'm drinking stuff, and if I'm drinking like an energy drink with a gallon of water, that's gonna make me have to use the facilities. So I'm gonna have to pull over to the side of the road or stop at a gas station or do whatever, get out, walk around for a quick second, keep me awake. So that way I'm not in a food coma because I'm like sleep deprived and now I'm full. So I wanna take a nap. I feel that. Um, but it, honestly, now if I had to choose anything, I would probably say donut sticks, the little Debbie donut sticks. Okay. Nice. That is a interesting choice. That and the fudge rounds. Fair. <laughs> so, who has been some of your favorite opponents over the years of wrestling for you? Um, Jason Strife, uh, Eugene, Nick Dinsmore, uh, the guy who's been in hot water for running a show and putting himself on the flyer, 
That doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> He's br- he, he was trying to bring Sleazy back. Oh. That was a good match. It was. <laughs> I just didn't know that he was, at the time, you know, the person that he was. Yeah. So, just in case everyone else isn't connecting the dots, Joey Ryan. Yeah, he, yeah. Unfortunately for all of us here, um, he made a couple appearances. You had a really good match with him, and it really upsets me that he's such a useless pile of shit as a human that nobody will ever see that match. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, Preston Maxwell, I mean, like, I have a laundry list of, like, favorites. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's just... There's so many other, like, so many people, like, and I, I still kind of forget that I was, um, that I wrestled two different versions of Doink the Clown. <laughs> Were either of them, like, like, so, OG Doink? No, unfortunately not. Uh, one version was Dusty Wolf out of Texas. He, uh, had the, he had a mask that actually had, like, the clown face on it. And then there was this other guy out of Colorado who actually painted his face, but he had the white wig around it with the hair. So that was that's pretty interesting. Like I've worked with both those guys. <laughs> and sometimes I forget about that. <laughs> so how would you feel if someone booked you in a Doink the Clown uh, scramble match where it's just you against various Doink the Clowns? Oh, I'd be all about it. I would, I would love that. Somebody needs to book that. I mean, if they don't <laughs> run if if they don't run a train of whoopee cushions on me, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> and that is probably the only time you will ever hear me say that I want a train ran on me. Just saying. <laughs> Somebody needs to clip that. Somebody clip that. <laughs> I want to run a train on me. <laughs> So who, I know that you've had numerous tag partners over the years. Who has been your favorite tag partner? Um, Coldstone Tim Boston has been one of my favorites because he is someone locally. So we've kind of been able to like collaborate on some things, uh, different promos and things of that nature. Uh, Jay Fowler um buttons of steel when before he took the mask off he was super fly and him and i uh i think fed off each other well um i got to team with darren corbin a couple times that was fun um casanova a a local guy out of the des moines iowa area he if if you do you know who casanova is no oh my god um (laughs) He was he was a very hairy man, but he was in shape. He was good. Um, and like his whole thing is he come out do the little yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was I, good times. I'll have to find a link because that sounds. I'm sure three X. I'm sure three XW has some stuff of him like back in the day. 
Uh, he's been out of, out of the out of the ring for quite some time now. Uh, the last time he actually did uh, he did one of the Latino Fest shows in Des Moines with uh, Willie Sweet. Uh, they were the Candymen. They both painted their faces up and like you know like the the disgruntled yeah. the disgruntled Oompa Loompas that he was. They are whatever you know. Yeah. They were rejected huh. clients. Well, you know, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes they do. So what is your favorite move to take and what is your favorite move to give? Um, as long as I, as, as long as I'm landing all right, I'll take mostly anything. Um, I have a funny story to go along with this. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell that um, after. I tell you, one of my favorite moves to give would be the nipple toss. <laughs> Just because it's so hilarious. The setup, you know, I'll chop the guy in the corner. Act like I'm going to give this big old chop. I get the nipples. And then I beal him out of the corner. <laughs> um, like I said, I was like, now the, like, I, I will take mostly anything. The reason why I say that is that I know everyone wants, you know, to be able to do these crazy cool things. I had a probably like five, four, five, five guy who weighed maybe a buck thirty, <laughs> wanting wanting to give me an F five. And I go, no. But I can I can get you up. No, I know trust me, I know. Um, to kind of name drop uh, an old favorite of mine, Vic Victory, Nikki Sense, older brother, was probably about five six, five eight, about one hundred and forty. He could legit pick me up, but I knew him and I trusted him. I was just meeting this kid, and he's like, "Oh, my finish is an F 5 I'm like, "Not to me, it is." <laughs> he goes, "Well, why?" And then the promoter comes over and goes, "Yeah, why?" And I'm like, well, do you plan on bringing me back? He goes, well, yeah. I'm like, well, then why are you going to kill me off? With why are you going to have this kid give me an F5? I mean, like, no one's going to want to see me come back at this point. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm like, well, what else do you do? Well, I could do a swanton bomb. Perfect, kid. Go ahead. Do the swanton. <laughs> um, we go out there. We do the match. Like, two minutes in, he goes to whip me off. I don't know what to do. And he shoots me off. And I'm like, well, there's your offense. <laughs> <laughs> so I cut him off, you know, work some heat on him. Uh, and then we get to the we get to the finish and he, he goes for a swanton bomb. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, I do it just like Jeff Hardy. Well, he must have been talking about drunk Jeff Hardy because he flips and just straight down on my on my chest. And I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> More like Geoff Hardy. <laughs> yeah. He's he's he got I got the wish version of Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I, I, wish it was Jeff Hardy. I want my money back. <laughs> so if you could have like a dream match, like what are some of your dream matches? 
Um, me against Kikutaro, I think would be a very fun match. I got to meet him uh, at a local show. Um, real nice guy. Right. I think him and I would have a lot of fun. Um, Trevor Murdoch, just because just two big hosses, just trading punches. Like, and if and if not me, I think either Duke Cornell or Red Wing against Trevor Murdoch again. Because has Magnum done Trevor and Red Wing? I know Trevor's been to Magnum a couple times. I don't remember who he wrestled. Could not tell you. That was a long time ago. Um. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, those would be good. Um, I know he's kind of been under the radar lately because of injury and stuff. But All right. Honestly, I'd still like to wrestle Dalton Castle. Like, he just, like, the whole pageantry of him, like, that that was one thing that drew, drew me to him. And the same thing that kind of, like, drew me to Darren Corbin um, years ago. Like, one of the first times I saw him, I saw him coming out with that little the scrolling belt that said I'm better than you. I'm like, <laughs> I have to I have to work this guy. Fair. So do you have any any like going through all these matches and places you've worked, have you thought of any like really good, any more really good stories? Because I know, like I said, I know you've been around a minute. I know that you have good stories. Anything, um, anything that I'm missing that is gonna just top my night off. Nine times out of ten, when when Duke Cornell and I are on the road, or at least when we were on the road, we, we would there were little, maybe like seven out of ten. There would always be the time like, man, we haven't heard this or you know talked about this in a long time, and all of a sudden the radio would play that song, and it was it was like there was one night where we were like driving back from a show and like we were talking about like this song that song this song that song and like man remember that time when we won like a million dollars needless to say the scratch offs didn't pay off that night um <laughs> speaking of duke cornell i did I, I did kind of tease on twitter that i would say uh talk about the time we, got, we were at a waffle house in atlanta georgia um <laughs> so we went down there for the uh bulletproof dojo training camp it was a two day it was a three-day deal um met a lot of cool people uh actually that's another match that i wish i had a copy of i worked uh Shug D or pineapple pete um it was a, it was a really good match honestly it was you work, i would love to see you work Shug. yeah so I mean, I'd love to work them again. So if anyone you know wants to see that, let's let's figure it out. Let's make it happen. Um, let's will it into existence. Right. Remember that time Magnum book shoot? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time uh, Action booked Donnie? Yeah, there we go. I like that one. <laughs> that one should work, Chris. <laughs> I was gonna it. say. I was gonna say. I know Shug works for Action quite a bit. Um. But uh. So and also Anthony Bennett was there of 205 Live um, and Monster Factory. Uh, Big Orlando, Mike Orlando, Green Machine, now not your not your friend, not your brother. I'm not your friend. He's not your brother. <laughs> um, and uh, Cody Vance, uh, good old 10. He was there as well. Uh, so 
first night, obviously, we didn't really do much because we everybody was just kind of, you know, they just came in, kind of just getting to know everybody. Second night, we decided, hey, we're all going to go out and get some food, so on and so forth. Well, we got drinks before we got food. And then we're like, well, this bar closes at this time. So we went to this bar. And needless to say, everybody with the exception of, well, not everybody, but most of the people with the exception of me and like the driver, <laughs> um, who I think that night was, uh, it was Michael Hernandez, I think, out of the Texas area. Um, he was, he wasn't drinking a lot um and so we we end up at waffle house we go inside um duke cornell orders his food and then goes to the bathroom he doesn't come back we go looking for him and we're like and this is at the end like at the end of it all we go looking for him he locks himself inside the car and i'm just and Mike, Mike Orlando goes, Duke, yeah, Duke. He's like, Duke's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Anthony Bennett was had 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 some liquid courage in him. Uh, as the as the waitress is handing us our checks, he you know, is this your phone number? No. Good. I didn't want it anyways. Ugly ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I felt we the 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 soberer ones of the group felt compelled to leave a nicer tip because of that. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so that was uh, that was the Waffle House experience with Mike Orlando, Aunt Bennett, Preston, and uh, Duke Cornell and myself. I so first off, any Waffle House story is almost always gonna be a good story, especially if it's like during the dark time where it's then there's no sun, and right. you never like Waffle House is rarely somewhere you go sober. Choose to be it's somewhere you end up, and I like that you said that. Like we ended up at Waffle House. Well, nothing else was open. What are you gonna do? <laughs> um, oh, and then uh, so I don't know. Are you familiar with Moondog Bernard? Yes, I know who that is. Okay, so jump ahead or jump back a few years to an IWA <laughs> Mid South show outside of a Steak and Shake somewhere in Illinois. Um. He was told that any town with a wrestling ring in it, he should not be allowed 50 feet from it by somebody. Uh, needless to say, he was early on in his career. Uh, he was still trying to find himself, and he was also very emotional. He wrote a note saying how he doesn't deserve to be at the table. He's gone off to his car, and he locks himself in his trunk. In his trunk? He locked himself in his trunk. How did that end up? Uh, well, we, we finally got him to pop the trunk and, <laughs> and come back out. Um, and, you know, kind of just 
he was consoled a little bit and he felt a little better Aww. and obviously has since then gone on and you know found himself a, a moon dog type or well he found himself a moon dog gimmick and now he's doing the casey bernard um and speaking of trunks uh <laughs> and actually to go all the way back to the beginning of the of the interview when we mentioned the peppercorn in arkansas <laughs> um so I'll, I'll start with the match promo and then i'll go back to the traveling trip uh, i was wrestling this guy from the wlw area around that time his name was tim warcloud um and obviously he did an indian gimmick and of course this was pre you know that's that's not right type finger shaming and wagging so uh i was the bad guy i came out you know my name's pepper cricket not peppercorn i could have been in guadalajara mexico but instead i'm here in arkansas <laughs> i get in the ring and I go, didn't I see you outside of Walmart earlier going, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? And I'm, <laughs> he, we get to the back after the match. He's like, dude, I about broke when you started doing that shit. <laughs> he goes, the last time somebody did anything remotely like that to me was in Japan. And I'm like, oh, sorry. He goes, no, dude, it was freaking great because I was still pretty green. I was just trying to get some heat. <laughs> oh, boy, if I did that today, I'd get a lot of heat. Yeah, you wouldn't get any good heat. No, 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 no. The, the times, they have changed. <laughs> yes, they have. And I've learned to progress and not regress. Um, but now, back to the truck story. So yes. it was myself, Tommy Snow, Mark Sterling, and two other guys that I can't remember for the life of me. And I, and I, and I apologize. A lot of hits to the head. CTE is real. <laughs> but um, we're driving, you know, we were all crammed in this car because the gear, you know, and all that stuff, no room. So we get there, we unload our gear. We wanted to go get some to eat. So we end up hitting up the Walmart because the Walmart had a McDonald's in it, you know, because everything else was kind of like, mm. <laughs> um, so I hop in the trunk. We're driving along, driving along. Uh, we get to the Walmart, and the trunk had one of those little safety features that you could release the latch, and I pop the latch. I hop out of there, and I just take off running. And I'm like, help, help, they kidnapped me, help, help. Mark Sterling is dying <laughs> laughing. Dang, dang near falling over. <laughs> Tommy Snow is just kind of playing along, going, hey, get back here. Oh, man. So, and then we ride, we go back to the venue, and I'm riding in the trunk again. And I'm like, hey, let me know if there's a car behind us. And, we're like, if we're at a light, let me know if there's a car behind us. Well, we get to a light. There's a car behind us. The car, after the light turned green, gets on the other side of them and just speeds past. <laughs> I want no part of that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you jump in the trunk? Is it purely a space-saving feature? Well, it was because, I mean, I was, I mean, like I said earlier, I'm not exactly a slender man. So <laughs> it makes sense to have 
one of the bigger guys out of the way so there was more room for other people. I mean, I'm a fat girl, and there ain't no way my fat ass getting in no trunks. Oh, it's great, because then you can hop out and do shit like that. <laughs> Man, that I? is all you. I'm glad you guys didn't put me in, in the trunk when we were going to Texas. We didn't have a trunk. There's no... Uh, like, there's like, there's like a back you. space. Everyone would have seen you in the hatch. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so, do you have any upcoming shows? Uh, yes, actually, um, April 22nd, Pro Wrestling Phoenix, or PWP Live, um, April 23rd is Magnum Pro, April 24th, XWE in Hutchinson, Kansas, um, and then, oh, prior to that, I, I, I forget, um, <laughs> Uh, April 17th in for Midwest All Pro, April 18th for LWE. I think that's all like coming up, shh, the ones that are close enough. In, in, in the April time frame. Yes. <laughs> so April 17th, Midwest All Pro, that's in Sioux Falls? I believe, yeah, yeah. 18th is LWE in Middle of yeah. Iowa? Trainer, trainer, Iowa. Middle of nowhere, no. <laughs> no it's, not, it's not Oskaloosa. <laughs> um, and then you have the 22nd here, it, Omaha. Omaha Benson area. Uh, 23rd Magnum at the Ramada. And then and 24th. 24th in Kansas? Hutchinson, Kansas, yep. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's five shows in like a week. So uh, say you do five shows, <laughs> say you do five shows a month for 20 years. You got me trying to do math. I already told you I get hit in the head a lot. <laughs> I'm not good at math, but I'll try to um, add that up later. We'll, we'll off the air figure that out. Uh, Speaking so, of... I was gonna speaking of getting head and hitting the head a lot. Um, Ian Rotten, like I was like I was gonna say, I was around for the unsafe chair shots to the head. <laughs> Ian, well, so Chainsaw King took a chair shot from Ian first, and the minute mm -hmm. Ian goes to pull back, Chainsaw King goes like this. So as I'm selling up later in the match. Don't put your hands up, Donnie. Oh. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. And just like that, Chainsaw King ruins it for everyone. <laughs> At least for me that night. Mm. Well, those things happen sometimes. Yeah, they do. Sometimes to some people more than others. I get it. I'm the punching bag. Happen. I know. I know. Never you. <laughs> so outside of wrestling, what are your hobbies? What do you enjoy? Um, <laughs> just not really a lot out 
like I don't really do much outside of wrestling other than, you know, I, I work a full time job. I have three kids that I love and I you know, so I'm running them to their activities, picking them up from daycare, doing, you know, being a responsible adult during the week so I could be an irresponsible adult on the weekends, I guess. I mean <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I don't really, like, I play video games with my kids. I play Yu-Gi-Oh! with my son. Um, so. Introduce them to horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite horror movie? Ooh. Since we're talking about it. <sighs> my favorite now there's so many different like there's so many different like levels like favorite <laughs> horror movie because it's bad favorite horror movie because it's like a cult classic like the one that you're gonna watch most often like if you're like i'm in the mood for a good horror movie like i'm picking um like what are you picking i probably have to say uh the original, well, either the original Nightmare on Elm Street or Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason, interesting pick. Well, <laughs> if we're talking about bad horror movies, uh, there's this movie called Slashers, and it's basically a game show in Japan, and the episode slash movie takes place during their first all-american special so all the contestants are from america and it's kind of like running man if you've ever seen running man if not basically there's like killers that come after you and try and kill you but if you survive and either get away from them or kill the killers you then win the like the reward money plus a bonus for killing the killer for killing the killers oh. yeah it was uh it was produced by fangoria so i mean they know they know a thing or two about horror movies good and bad <laughs> so what would you tell a 10 year old donnie pepper cricket knowing what you know now if you could go back and visit your younger self Steer clear of a girl that looks like Droopy Dog. <laughs> oh, I, sh I shouldn't speak ill of my ex that way. <laughs> oh boy, I'm so happy. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Um, I know that chat's been like popping off. Um, do I have, I'm trying to go through to see if we have any cool questions in the chat. Fair enough. That would be super duper. All right. I'm here. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Can other right. people hear you or am I talking to myself? No, other people can hear me now too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little concerned for a hot second. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> right. So, uh, Vic came in with one of the first questions and one of the, you know, first of all, Donnie's gear is fabulous. What is the inspiration behind it? 
Hey, has he seen my gear? Hey, that's what he said. Fab. He said it's fab. In the promo pictures, I imagine. I mean, if he doesn't know the inspiration of the gear, that's kind of a shame on you moment. Pardon (laughs) pardon my stealing of the word, Dax Draper. Um, But uh, obviously, the world's greatest pop icon has to have one of the most iconic emblems and insignias on his attire, right? So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is very iconic. Fair. So along those lines around the name, Nails uh, is in here and wants to know where the name Pepper Cricket actually came from. Okay, one more more cheap plug on the the, the gear. Austin Creed uh, or Xavier Woods is a fan and marked out when he saw my gear just saying just throwing that out there um (laughs) uh but the guys that trained me we were uh traveling to kansas down highway 75 and they're like you need a white sounding name so then when this big mexican comes out everyone's like what the heck and uh we passed this place called pepper cricket farms and they're like that's it donnie pepper cricket I'm like, man, that's stupid. That's never gonna. That's never gonna last. That's never gonna catch on. Boy, was I wrong. Um, I will say that I have shared a couple of matches and promos of yours um, on Tuesdays. Um, we have a there's a Twitch stream that I go to for BMD. He's a restaurant in Canada, and I've shown a couple of your matches in it because it's fun. We watch fun matches, and you have exceptionally fun matches. And he absolutely loves your name. He says it's the best name in wrestling. Uh, I keep name dropping. I'm going to have to start picking these up. The year I'm going to start calling me Pat Powers. Um, <laughs> only the local people will get that reference, and I apologize. But Pat's a good guy. Um, but uh, actually, this was relayed to me by uh, a friend of ours, Triple B, Bad Boy Benson, uh, shortly after Adam, Adam Rose's release. He came to Magnum Pro and did a show and actually remembered me from my, my tryout that I had with WWE. And TJ was kind of shocked. He's like, you remember him? He's like, oh, yeah, you never forget a name like Pepper Cricket. So speaking of just while we're on the topic here, uh, WWE, I what have you, I know that you've, done a little bit with them where can people find you if they have the network or peacock or whatever the hell it is now did it go see like oh no there's donnie jeez oh, um i know it was like a christmas the christmas special um and it was around the, like the the bunny was still a thing this is right before adam rose snapped and like slowly started turning heel um, it's the same episode that he pushed the chicken who just so happened to be Jason Strife. Um, they actually, uh, Adam wanted to push me and, uh, the agents were like, no, he's too big. <laughs> he, I'm a fa- the fact that I can't catch a break, <laughs> but no, um, yeah. So we did. There was a Minnesota and Sioux City, Iowa double shot. 
this was when they were still taping SmackDowns. So the great part was, is Sunday, we had to act afraid of Adam Rose for things that were going to happen Monday. <laughs> so that was interesting. But yeah, it was definitely it's a good time. You don't know why. Um, do we have any other questions, Mr. Yes, Christopher? We do. Ooh, uh, brilliant. So Keep Craig O'Mac is in the chat. Hi, Craig. Would like to know, does, does Donnie have a dream person that you'd like to wrestle? Um, again, there's like so many different people. Uh, and like a lot of them are for all sorts of different reasons. Um, like I, I'd like to work, I'd like to wrestle Sammy Callahan. I think that would be fun. Uh, and I know I say that, but it, you know, he just, he beats the bejesus out of people. And I think, you know, I'm, I like taking, I like getting beat up sometimes. I guess I am a bit of a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, I'd have, I think I, I think Marco stunt and I would have an entertaining match. Like, I think it would just be hilarious. Like just the things we could do, um, which, I th Marco Stunt and Yellow Dog, a boy and his dog. Aww. Think about it. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be. <laughs> so Nails has, what's your favorite thing the crowd has shouted at you? Um... They didn't shout it at me, but um, it was so we were doing a uh, a bar show and it was it was uh, twenty one and up, and like I was saying earlier in the, in this that um you know Donnie Pepper Cricket is kind of a family friendly uh, guy, and so when I went out there, I was like you know what. Since this is a 21 and up show, I'm going to use a word that I've always wanted to use. And I was talking to, to the guy who I was, it was a multi-man match, but I, like he was one of the main heels in the match. I go, I looked at him, I go, you're a doo-doo head. And the crowd started chanting doo-doo head. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, I can't say I've ever heard that anywhere, so. So along the lines of uh, move sets, uh, Dale wants to know what your favorite all-time move is. Yeah. Um. Probably like, like taking, giving, just doing. How would you interpret that? I guess. We've already uh -huh. went over taking and giving, I think, right? So it'd be maybe just favorite wrestling like, move. Or like like a move I like to see. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's go there. Let's go okay. There. Um I like seeing little guys do cannonballs because it makes zero sense to me. <laughs> like I love JJ Garrett, but him doing a cannonball makes no sense when a guy my size does it, then it doesn't mean squat. There. Any any other questions? I have chat? one. I have one. Oh, uh, we have a question from the Chris. From the Chris, uh, favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh, 
Um, honestly, probably, like, as I got older, um, it'd be Donnie, ironically, um, just because of, like, all the gadgets and everything that he had, but as a kid, it was definitely the Raphael, because he was the dude with the attitude. (laughs) Yeah, I would have pictured you more for, like, a Michelangelo guy, because he's, like, he's, like, a fun party party guy, and you're a fun party guy. Well, I didn't become a fun party guy until I started. Well, that's a lie because in high school I I was a party guy and I was always the one. Uh, everyone's asking, dude, what are you on? Nothing, dude. <laughs> you, mean, you mean you're doing cartwheels up and down the bowling alley sober? Yep. <laughs> um, that just tells me that we need to have a bowling party and you need to do a cartwheel. Fair enough. I can still do it. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you do, I think you've done cartwheels before, like in the ring, right? Yeah. I was like, I feel like I've seen you do one. I know you're, uh, I know you're very capable of it. I think it was during a, uh, yeah, it was, it was Guns and Beer against Super Pop. Yeah. Um, they, he did like a double roll into something and then I did a back roll, cartwheel, Stink face. <laughs> so, um, we don't have any other questions from chat. We do. Um, we do? Oh, well. <laughs> they they just oh, keep right coming. Then. Oh, wow. People... I don't know if this is a thing, but Nails wants to know, would you eat a peppered cricket? Can I have either it dipped in chocolate or hot sauce? Because if it can be dipped in chocolate, I might give it a shot. If it can, if it's not, then I want hot sauce. If if so, then yes. But you're saying you would eat a peppered cricket yes. with hot sauce. Yes. So what I'm hearing is so we're not having some food challenge here. Just <laughs> I mean that? not right now. <laughs> see that? What does that say? I see the word loco. Me and loco. I can't read what it says above that. Me, loco. Me. Am I? The, the, the proper Mexican me. <laughs> I crazy. So, but what I'm hearing is at the Magnum show on the 23rd, if I brought you an edible cricket and hot sauce. Sprinkle the pepper dog. The, yeah, yeah, it's really, the, pepper, that's, yeah. the pepper's not the problem. It's the cricket and the hot sauce that's the problem. Yeah, I'll like I'll salt bay that for you. Pepper bay right here. Uh, and I could say film it. And then yeah, why not? <laughs> the worst thing that's gonna happen is I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I mean so, it's gotta be a source of protein other bugs eat crickets so i mean i mean there are edible crickets i've actually seen um i don't know if it was on shark tank or something where they like make cricket flour so and like the reason why i say Uh, i mean i would eat it but and obviously i've already dated myself numerous times but i'm going to date myself one more time i just remember there was an episode of saved by the bell where Screech kept bringing like those edible insects. 
there was like the chocolate covered caterpillar and like the cricket the chocolate covered cricket and like all that stuff and then mr building ended up getting sick off of heat when he found out there was a caterpillar yeah i remember that episode um i there's the gotta be somewhere in the airing of it or the rerun the rerun i'm sure i didn't catch the original yeah, well yeah, yeah. of course but really you're not that much older than me well my body will say otherwise <laughs> you've been through a lot a lot more than i have i've been through um, a lot more car accidents <laughs> i've never been hit in the head with a chair so you know there's always that you're not missing out i promise i mean don't try that at the next minute show <laughs> Hitting you with a chair or taking yeah, a chair? Yeah, correct. H hitting me with a chair. Why would I hit you with a chair? I don't know. Because I'm going to make you eat a peppered cricket? <laughs> if, if I'm doing it of my own free will, you're not making me. You're just supplying it. <laughs> There's got to be somewhere in Omaha that has edible crickets. Better start Googling, I guess. <laughs> I have I have like three weeks to figure this out. All right, while you're figuring that out, Stu uh, <laughs> Dog wants to know the favorite pizza topping of, uh, of Donnie's childhood. So, in my younger days, I used to work at Papa John's. Um, and I would make a almost like a meat lover's pizza. But what we do is we put the pizza sauce on, the, like, on, on their thin crust sprinkle some of the crushed red peppers on the sauce and then do the hamburger the sausage the pepperoni and then some of the bacon bits and then uh jalapenos that was good you could have put a peppered cricket you could have put a peppered cricket in there and you wouldn't have even noticed yeah but back then i wasn't as heavily <laughs> in the pepper cricket mode and mindset as I am now. <laughs> All right. What this else one, have we got? This one sounds like there's a story behind it. I don't know. So Salty Dalty wants oh, to geez. know, how did you get on the cover of that textbook as a kid? Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, Salty Dalty coming in hot with a good one here. Um, so I am actually on the cover of a Spanish uh, parenting book. I, uh, my parents worked for Boys Town when I was younger, and the, at the time, they were doing these, like, parenting help videos and books and, audio audiobooks, written books, all that stuff, and I was actually selected to be one of the people in the photo. Also, I was selected and had some acting experience at a younger age. Um, I got to play the troubled teen in the in the parenting help video, which was funny because they did it with like a, a, a video in a video within a video type thing. So they were they were focused on this panel of parents who were watching these videos. And it was like I was one of the troubled teens and then there was a girl and like she had her stuff i had my stuff um and my parents who didn't see anything up to that point were watching me act as they were acting and reacting to the video 
So they're like. That's super meta. Yeah, that looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't much, like, I, I was a troublemaker. I just never really got caught. So my parents, as a whole, didn't have to discipline me a lot because they instilled that fear early on. <laughs> <laughs> so, very important question. Does that video still exist? Is it on YouTube? And if not, can I put it there? If you can find the video, you are more than welcome to. Um, so you're saying I, you don't have a VHS of this? No, I didn't get a copy of it. I just got a paycheck. <laughs> wow. 30 years later, still doing the same thing. <laughs> I do, I do, however, somewhere in my house have the, have the parenting book. Oh, so yeah. If I can, if I can find that, I will bring it to the next Magnum show. Yeah, do it. I want to see this. That sounds great. <laughs> Salty Dalty coming in with a good question there. Have we got anything else? I think that's it, Val. I don't think I missed anything. Okay, last call for questions from the chat. I want to thank everybody for hanging out. Um, yes. I do have two very important questions before we leave. Um, so get yourself in like the right mindset to like really like think about these like questions. They're very hard questions, hardball questions. Okay. Yeah, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. hydrating i can do that all night but <laughs> <laughs> i don't think y'all want to sit there and watch me suck never mind never mind i'm gonna stop i've seen no i'm kidding you've been talking to my angry exes haven't you <laughs> nah i'm just playing your matches don't suck you're fantastic and you're wonderful and that's why i wanted to speak with you tonight because you are a fantastic person both as a character in the ring and as a person outside of the ring um, I've been just very blessed and lucky to have known you for really since I started coming to wrestling here. You've always been so kind and welcoming, and I appreciate all of it. And I appreciate you coming and hanging out with me tonight. I'm sure and you I have better things you could do with your time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm old, so it's past my bedtime. Murder she wrote already was on. Uh uh, murder she doesn't start for another half hour. Oh, fair enough. Okay, sorry. Do not play me when it comes to murder she wrote. Hallmark Mysteries, the Hallmark Mysteries channel. If you get that, she's on like all night, but she doesn't start till 10. Fair enough. Okay. I'll remember that for <laughs> So, um, first question. Um, how do you take your pancakes? Um with peanut butter and syrup mixed together and then drizzled on top. Fancy. Just regular just a regular old OG buttermilk pancake, or? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I like peanut butter on my pancakes. That's fair. And then, um, very important, again, another very important question. If you're, you're at your picture, put yourself in this, put yourself in the place, you're at the grocery store, you're, like, trucking down the cookie aisle, and you're, like, I want Oreos. Are you going to pick up a pack of single stuffed Oreos or a pack of double stuffed Oreos? Double stuffed. My man. <laughs> Come on. That, don't is play with the, me. <laughs> that is the unofficial correct answer. 
duh. I mean, it makes sense. And then you just you take two, you open one, put the cream on the other one, smish it together, get a quadruple Super stuff. stuffed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, excellent answer. You won. There's no, I mean, there's no real I prize, really, but you, you've won nonetheless. I've, I've won a peppered cricket at the next show, apparently. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna video that, and then um, we're gonna put it on our YouTube, All so right. everyone can see it. Then I'll tweet about it. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, again, I just really want to thank you for coming and hanging out with me tonight. Um, it's been an absolute joy. I just love talking to you generally, but also I love that I can showcase the people that are here like working their tail off, like doing amazing and cool things. Um, Midwest is hard, especially between, you know, really like Chicago and St. Louis and Minneapolis and like California, there's, there's nothing, there's right. no, and not to say there's no wrestling, but there's no eyes on the wrestling that's here. Well, and the only place that there are eyes on wrestling in the Midwest is owned by Seth Rollins. And if you're not in with him, then... Then you don't exist. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so, definitely, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I've, like I said, I just love speaking with you. I know that you are a busy gentleman and have a lot going on. And I'm glad that you took time out of your day to hang out with me. No, I, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So, um, to everybody, this has been The Stack. I'm Val Pancakes. This is Donnie Pepper Cricket. Um, please follow Donnie on all social media outlets. Um, I know that you're on Twitter, Instagram. I got a Facebook page, uh, fan Facebook page. Facebook page. Um, so Instagram and Facebook are the same at Pop Icon 82. And then my Twitter is at capital D underscore Pepper Cricket. I got to have one of the longest handles, you know, because of my name. Gotta well, be difficult. I'm <laughs> you are who you are. Um, and you can certainly always catch Donnie at PWP Live here in Omaha or at Magnum Pro also here in Omaha, but also on IWTV. Um, and if you don't have IWTV, A, what are you doing with yourself? B, you can get a, a five days free with promo code Magnum. So once again, thank you for joining me, Donnie. Thank everybody else for joining me. This has been The Stack, and I hope you all have a wonderful night. Bye. You click. And we're raiding DMD. Who's already asked about Donnie and how he got to stay?